Dominique, as I said, uh, it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. The world remembers. The bells are tolling across. United Kingdom today. As the UK and the rest of the world remembers Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, who passed, who died quietly in her sleep at 96 yesterday. Let's listen to this report from the BBC as our first stop this morning. MPs to pay respects to the Queen. Also at midday, bells will toll in tribute to the Queen at Westminster Abbey, St. Paul's Cathedral and Windsor Castle, among other places across the land. At 1pm, gun salutes will be fired in Hyde Park, Edinburgh Castle and elsewhere. There will be 96 rounds fired, one for each year of the Queen's life. A public service of remembrance will be held at St. Paul's Cathedral in central London. That's at 6 o'clock tonight. The Prime Minister and the Mayor of London are expected to attend. And later, today, the King will make his first televised address to the nation. It will be his first, of course, as Head of State. Silently, somberly and thoughtfully, people came through the night to Buckingham Palace, the symbolic centre of the monarchy and the late Queen's London home from World War II to her Platinum Jubilee. As the first dawn of a new era broke, the numbers increased. Many events in the UK are being put on hold as the country enters a lengthy period of official mourning. To a grieving nation, the leader of the Church of England had this advice. Bring all your grief and anxiety. Bring the sense of loss with complete honesty. Let us not pretend that this is anything but the most enormous change, the most enormous blow, especially to our immediate family. Don't forget that. But my message is let's not hide the fact that this is an enormous blow. But as Her Late Majesty showed us, and as His Majesty is showing and will show us, let us bring that grief and be willing to receive comfort, a fresh abundance of life, and a deep hope for the future. 
Most of the Queen's closest family members are still at Balmoral Castle, where she died. Her children, including King Charles III and William, the Duke of Cornwall and Cambridge. So far, Prince Harry has been the only one to leave Balmoral, boarding a plane at Aberdeen Airport to rejoin his wife and children. At Windsor, where the Queen spent most of her final years living in the heart of the historic town, there was a profound sense of loss. It's very sad. What does she mean to you? I think she means everything, doesn't she, to, to the world. She was everything, wasn't she? She's just an incredible lady and it's just incredibly sad for, for her, her family. It's just awful, isn't it? In the Australian capital, Canberra, a 96 gun salute. One shot for each year of her life. Despite the debate about Australia becoming a republic, she'd also been their queen for more than 70 years. Today marks the end of an era, the close of the second Elizabethan age. This time of mourning will pass, but the deep respect and warm regard in which Australians have always held for Her Majesty will never fade. May she rest in eternal peace. In New Zealand too, she was being remembered. I know I speak for all New Zealanders in conveying our deepest sympathy to members of the royal family and condolences to King Charles III on behalf of the government and New Zealanders at this time of enormous loss. The last days of the Queen's life captures who she was in so many ways, working till the very end on behalf of the people she loved. And that image of a smiling queen as she met her 15th and last prime minister will endure for many years, whenever the world remembers Britain's longest reigning monarch. Daniel Sandford, BBC News. I said the world remembers. And Dominica remembers. I saw the Prime Minister, of course, issuing a statement along with CARICOM leaders in honor of Queen Elizabeth II. At this moment, I'm going to talk for a few minutes to social commentator Mr. Simeon Joseph who also remembers I saw an interview with his mother who was one of those who shook the hands of the Queen when she visited Dominica many moons ago but there are also people who don't believe in the monarchy
a lot of people still do. Cheers uh, being shared around the world. As people remember. As I said, social commentator, Mr. Simeon Joseph is on the line with me to remember, to help us remember, you know, for a few minutes before we move to the next stop at about 8.30, you know, Queen Elizabeth II, the late. Simeon Joseph, good morning to you. How are you doing? Morning to you, Matt. Morning to your listeners. I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing fine yourself. Well, I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. Dominicans God bless. Dominicans are doing fine. Dominicans are doing fine by extension. We are resilient people. Um, we, are, we, 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 we are very, um, how do you call it, um, creative people. Uh, we enjoy being on the nature Isle of Dominica. So I hope everybody's doing fine this morning. Well, as I said, you know, I hope you're doing fine wherever you are. Simeon, well, but we want we want to take we want we want to take we want to take uh, of course uh, and remember Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, the world is remembering her this morning, and you know we can't avoid talking about it. As I said, there are some people who just don't believe in this, but we can't just you know brush it aside onto the carpet because you know the world remembers. How how, how should we remember um, Queen Elizabeth II, who, who visited Dominica many moons ago? Well, I think that morning, well, the, the Queen first visited Dominica in February 1966, and subsequently again, I think she visited Dominica in 1984-85, if my memory serves me right, um, she and her husband. Um, but you see, today, Matt, or yesterday, I think the world, and Dominica by extension, lost what you would call an iconic figure, in the sense that when you have to think of uh, the late Queen Elizabeth II, and the, the the lifespan that she lived, and the historical developments that happened during the era of her life, uh, to see someone reigning over uh, a, 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 what you call it, first of all, a whole um, uh, the, almost the whole world, because when Queen Elizabeth inherited the throne, um, Britain almost ruled, you could say, a third or close to half of the world, places like India, Pakistan, the Caribbean, places in Africa, etc., Australia, New Zealand, you know, um, um, places in South America like Argentina and Central America like Belize, etc., so and then and, and and then to see that even during a lifetime most of these places departed um, under direct British rule, and she was able to oversee the transition of all those things over her lifetime. But I think it is not just the Queen as sovereign that we have to remember. I think it is more important to remember the lady herself because you see, Matt, um, there is something called the embodiment of the position. Um, that one holds. And I think she embodied her position very well. She was the Queen of England. She was the sovereign of uh, the British uh, Empire. Uh, she was the head of state of England. And I think she carried herself very well in that. There are many anti-monarchists who um, maybe would have negative feelings about her. But, Matt, I am not a, I am not a monarchist at all. Uh, I even think right now that with Queen Elizabeth gone, many countries like us in the Caribbean need to take out the, the, the head of the Queen of the Queen on our on our on our on our, on our uh, currency. And I'm happy to see that many of the 
countries around the world are moving away from um, uh, having the Queen as the head of state to um, being sovereign uh, independent countries, Barbados um, being the latter case. Of course, St. Vincent, St. Lucia, Grenada, Antigua, uh, places like Belize, Jamaica still have um, the Queen's representative as the head of state. Um, to me, it's an anomaly, it's an irony that you become independent from a foreign country and you have still have uh, the foreign head of state as uh, being represented in your country as a head of state. If you're independent, you need to be more autonomous and make a clean break. Having said so, however, um, 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 one must admire Queen Elizabeth for the person that she was, how she embodied the office as head of state. Um, the Queen obviously was a very rich lady. Uh, she was uh, independently minded. She uh, had a lot of influence, etc. And uh, she could have spoken on many things. But one of the things that that we must admire Queen Elizabeth for is how she how she carried herself as the head of state in the United Kingdom, as a very neutral, very engaging, very affectionate, and someone who. Um, you must admire evolved with the times, responded to the needs of people. I mean, you remember what happened when Diana died and the, the growing antagonism and opposition that was against her. You know, case in point, the current uh, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, whom she last won in two days before she died, was an anti-monarchist. As a young politician and as a, as, a, as a young person in her days, I mean, she was one person who was against the monarchy. And she herself has said that she has evolved to because of the, 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 the embodiment of the, 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 the monarchy, or you could see the, how the Queen of England embodied the, 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 the responsibility or the position of being head of state. So, I mean, if you have to remember her at all, it's not so much in the regalia or in the authority or in the wealth that she had, but as the person, how she, uh, 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 how you call it, um, um, uh, uh, preserved the integrity of the institution of a head of state. And I think that's what you have to admire her you have the woman's um, lived through, I mean, 14 or 12 um, United States uh, presidents, 15 prime ministers of England, and you never heard her once express a political opinion. I remember some time ago when there was a hung parliament in London, as history will show, and people were looking to the Queen to choose a, 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 a prime minister, and she did not do that because she did not feel it was a role to, 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 to be political and to show any political favoritism. In, in, in that. And you could see how whenever um, prime ministers transitions from Labour to Conservative, she invited each of them accordingly to form the government, and, she, and then she presided over whichever government there was. Most recently, case in point, again, where you had the, 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 the demise of Boris Yeltsin, uh, Boris um, Johnson, sorry, who became prime minister, and how, I mean, I don't know if you, you are aware of, of the lit, one of the biggest scandals of his prime ministership when he misled the Queen into calling an election. And the Queen, I mean, simply yielded to, 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 to his request to prorogue Parliament, if we do research into that. 
and 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 allowed it. But but afterwards, you remember he had to apologize to the Queen, and he was called upon by the Queen. So that was one of his first major scandals. The Queen didn't impose her beliefs or her thoughts on what he should have done to respect his position as Prime Minister in that, and and then also to his um, resignation and the ascension to the Prime Ministership of the current Prime Minister. So I think that is how we have to. Um, if if anyone has to um, give uh, uh, how you call it admiration to the lady. Uh, it's not because of, of, of her monarchical uh, position, but more so of her embodiment, as I have mentioned before, of the position of head of state of the sovereign realm of the United Kingdom. And I think that is admirable. And not only that, one of the other things we have to admire her for, she was a person of a lot, an immense personal tragedy. Her children, her husband, the scandals within her family and all of those kind of things there, and how she was able to navigate her way through dignity with a certain level of resilience, with a certain level of endurance, with a certain level of prudence and tolerance, and was able to carry the office with dignity and, and rise above every collapsing situation that she was confronted with to the extent that she was able to maintain a certain little dignity of of um of of something um, when when charles and diana fell apart and she recognized that the, the the wedding the marriage was no longer she called him in and she said the interests of the country in the interests of the the, the the stability of whatever you need to divorce you know she was the one who advised prince charles to divorce etc now look again at after prince charles got married and she recognized her own demise she didn't want her son to go on um, remain becoming king, perhaps, and then she she in, in accepted Camilla. Although at first she didn't hear the records were so she did not particularly like Camilla, but nonetheless she accepted him and made arrangements for how they should continue. That is the way the lady observed protocol, lady observed procedure, the lady observed a certain decorum of what she was doing, and to a very large extent, um, Matt, I would be bold enough to say that I wish. Um, a lot of the people who assume positions of of that level of authority in a country, uh, if there's one thing they should take away is how, when you are in a position of authority and privilege, how you maximize that position to maintain a level of dignity, a level of decorum, a level of integrity, and maintaining a certain level of standard because of the office that you hold for the stability of the country that you preside over. Well said, Simeon Joseph. Uh, as I said, your mom was one of those who shook her. Uh, the hands of uh, the Queen. I'm, I'm hoping that they can share that interview sometime later today. Well, well, yes, Matt. As a child growing up, I mean, I always remember my mother in particular. And we, I, we had a lot of photographs at the time. Uh -huh. My mother in particular always sharing with us how she uh, was chosen um, because, of course, she was married to my father, who at that time was in local government, head of uh, village councils to uh, be one of those to greet the Queen in Portsmouth, along with other prominent persons. And the, the story behind that, how it was Lennox Honeychurch's, I think, um, mother who chose the color, and Elma Nipteer at the time who chose her hat. And 
basically gave them the, the what you call it, the routines and the protocols of how to greet the queen. Don't shake her hand before she extends her hand and all those kind of things there. So, yes, my mother, um, it, was a, it was just a thrill listening to my mother's interview um, yesterday when she met the queen on the occasion of the death of the queen. Because, you know, the elderly folk, and my mother, by the way, and the queen are practically the same age, you know, and so, um, um, and uh, ironically, when my mother met the queen, she had just given birth to one of my sisters, while the queen had just given birth to her last son as well, you know. Um, so there's a connection there. My, uh, growing up, my mother has always had a very um, uh, close affinity uh, uh, to the queen. Uh, when she visited the United Kingdom some years ago, she made the effort to at least visit Buckingham Palace and those kind of things there. So, I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm an, ad, I'm an admirer of the Queen, not necessarily the monarchy, but I think what I admire most of all about the whole um, royalty is how things are done well, how things are done with precision, how things are done with style and class and high standards and with a certain level of decorum and dignity. I think these things we have lost and, you know, when you have to look at people, no matter what you think about them, you have to be able to take something good from the standards that they bear. And these are the standards that, that they bear. A lot of people are, and I mean, I saw a lot of nasty comments about Queen Elizabeth, but I'm saying to myself, she was not responsible for slavery. She was not, the woman inherited something that was done 200 years before. So no matter how you feel about the monarchy, there must be something, um, and, and not only that, there is a standard. Uh, there is a standard. And, and Mara, I would dare say particularly, um, you know, it's an opportunity, if you will allow me to say that, for us to reflect on our own style of governance and leadership. Because, you know, one of the things I've often been bothered by is the fact that we have inherited a British system of government, which is very uh, stable, one of integrity and accountability and steadiness uh, in governance. But we actually have an American political process, which to my mind undermines the very standard of governance and democracy which we have inherited. Although the United Kingdom doesn't have a constitution, they don't have a written constitution. They have given us written constitutions, but they themselves don't have a written constitution. But still, in the absence of a written constitution, they do everything so well. They hold politicians accountable. Um, prime ministers, look at what is happening in the United States today. There's a sitting prime minister in England with two of her former prime ministers as backbenchers. Can you imagine that? That's what democracy does. That's what governance does. And, and why are they there? Because of lack of accountability. And so this, the system holds them to a certain standard. And so we have a lot to learn. And, and whether or not we, we, we are anti-colonial or anti-monarchist, there are good things that we can draw from. And with the passing of Queen Elizabeth, this icon of precision, this icon of doing things well, this icon of, of reaching out to people, the icon of representation, the icon of many things, good and noble. I think um, we need to reflect on that today because the passing of every passing of an era should leave with us historical lessons upon which we can learn so that we can chat our way into the future. I'll tell you what, uh, Simeon, because of time, we have to sh cut you short. Of course, we have a stop with Fresh Market Pharmacy. 
But well done, well done, well done. Wherever you are around the world, Dominica misses you. I hope you come back soon, okay? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> behave yourself, bye. <laughs> Take care and thank you very much, Simeon Joseph, social commentator there. Uh, of course, our next stop is with Fresh Market Pharmacy. Dr. Easy is already in the house. We're going to come back, Dominica. See all of our important people uh, going away, huh? All of our bright suns are living us day by day. We have to take note. We're going to come back, Dominique, here after this. Every morning for the hot seat on Q95, the latest happening events, breaking stories, and behind the scenes in-depth investigative reports. Stay locked for more fair and balanced talk on the hot seat on Q95, the big station. A fresh market. Where money done comes and your pocket done hurts you. A fresh market. We are open seven days a week with the top of the line products. Well stock supermarket and pharmacy. Health and beauty care. Fresh produce and meats prepared daily. Hot and cold kitchen ready to go meal. Sandwiches, salads, and desserts at your fingertips. Easy access. Located on the Bayfront. Environment friendly. And our staff are approachable and ready to assist. Have you figured out who we are? You got it. Fresh your one stop. Where money done comes and your pocket done hurt you. Fresh market. Fresh market. Never disappointed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fresh market. Fresh Market Pharmacy has extended to customers with its new additional location at best price. Two convenient locations on the Dame Eugenia Charles Boulevard and at best price Riverbank. Fresh Market Pharmacy provides over-the-counter medication, health and personal care, prescription drugs and natural supplements. Our experienced pharmacists and technicians provide the best quality services. Call 225-6883-255-6875. WhatsApp 316-0310. Your prescription bill just got lowered. All right, Dominique, we're here. We're Fresh Market Pharmacy. We have a special guest on the line, but let me allow pharmacists this morning uh, to, of course, do the formal introduction this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, good morning to you and good morning to all the listeners of um, Q95. Good and to see you after a while. Well, definitely, man. <laughs> and and good, good, to, good to see you back safe and sound and, and, and looking full of energy. Thank you, thank you very much. Yes. Well, we have a special guest on the line this morning. Yes, Matt. And um, the reason for that is tomorrow, the 10th of September, is designated World Suicide Prevention Day. Mm-hmm. Madam, suicide is a very serious issue all around the world, and Dominica being no exception. Um, as I said uh, um, yesterday, we're not having many suicide in Dominica right now, but there are a lot of people who contemplate suicide. And early intervention is the key. Getting the necessary help when you need it is what's important to help prevent suicide. And this is what we, 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 we really um, trying to highlight today. World Suicide Prevention Day is celebrated annually every sep- 
10th of September. It's organized by the International Suicide Prevention, sorry, the Association for Suicide Prevention. It's endorsed by the WHO. The theme of this year is creating hope for action. Mm-hmm. When somebody is contemplating suicide, they feel helpless, they feel hopeless. They feel that they, there is nothing else to live for. So they have lost hope. So that is what we're saying. For your action, you can create hope for that person to live again. For that person to feel that they want to continue living. And this morning to help us explore that topic and explore suicide and suicide prevention, we have with us, uh, we have with us a clinical psychologist, Shoy, Shoy Gage Grant Massicot. Mm-hmm. That's she, a long name. Yes, she's a clinical psychologist at All Saints University. Mm-hmm. She is Jamaican by birth, but she's married to Dominica. Okay. So we need to congratulate that man for <laughs> bringing such talent to our shores. Okay. And um, she's also a, a lecturer of psychology at the Dominica State College. And she also um, has an online private practice okay. where she do clinical psychology where she assists people who are having difficulties living, people who, are fine, people who find that, that, that their life is worthless. She helped them create, or you could say it, she helped them find themselves again and the will to live. And Mata I want to introduce our clinical psychologist, our guest today on the line as we explore um, suicide and suicide prevention, Doctor, good morning. Good morning to you, Doctor. Good morning. And um, it's just it's just Shoya. Y'all butcher my name. <laughs> Shoya, it's, Shoya, okay. It's it's Shoya. Shoya, Shoya okay. okay. Yeah. Yes, Shoya. It's a tongue twister right. there, yes. Uh, good morning to you, though. <laughs> yes. Good morning. How are you guys? I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, I want to say again, good morning to you and welcome to the line of Q95. Um, to share your professional opinion on uh, thank you for having me thank you for having us if you will you you know you you are the big guest this morning but uh, let's let's share um you know your your experience and what do you think is the mental state if you will i mean we, we're suffering a lot of mental issues in dominica the mental state of dominica as uh, you go through the phases okay all right so I honestly believe that a lot of us are not okay. Um, I believe that our ideas of mental health are a lot of times based um, on misinformation. And so we often think that people with mental health issues or people with mental illness look a certain way and behave a certain way. And we often see the extreme side of mental illness, but we don't often realize that it doesn't start there at all. It doesn't start there at all. And that we are all, we are all susceptible to mental illness. So from my perspective, a lot of people are going through a lot of things. A lot of people are not okay. And a lot of people are not necessarily getting the help that they need. And if we're going to talk about suicide, 
we often think that suicide is something that isn't that common, right, because it's not happening. But we have a lot of people who think about suicide. We have a lot of people who try to hurt themselves. Um, but it just never gets to, like, um, it never gets to the medical attention mm-hmm. kind of um, stage. Uh, but suicide is, the suicidal thoughts are quite common. Anybody can get suicidal thoughts. And that's who I don't think we take seriously on a personal level or on a national or policy level at all. And so we, we have we have a lot of work to do. All right. Well, what are the signs that we should be looking for if uh, you say that Dominica, you know, a lot of people have suicidal tendencies. What should we be looking for? Okay, so some of the things that some of the things that you should be looking for in terms of signs of suicide are one when people talk about suicide, right? So when people start talking about wanting to die um, or about, you know, maybe life would be better off if I wasn't here, maybe I should just kill myself, those kind of things. Um, those are not things that we should ever take lightly at all. Um, we often think sometimes that people who talk about suicide not going to hurt themselves, they just want some attention and all of that. But research shows that most people who commit suicide talk about it first, right? And a lot of people's response to it is, well, I didn't think that they were serious. Um, well, I didn't know that it was still there or something like that. But people actually talk about it as a way of, of getting help or as a cry for help. And they'll say certain things um, like they don't want to be here anymore. They don't see any purpose for life and those kind of things. Um, so that's definitely something that we should we should look out for, all right? Um, we should also look at self-harm behaviors like cutting or, or hurting um, ourselves in any way. People who hurt themselves and who cut themselves or who perform self-injury are a lot more likely to attempt suicide, okay? So that's one too. So uh, we have a lot of people cutting and doing those things as well. So you... you when know- pe- Go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Yes. No, no, you, okay. you go ahead. You go ahead. Mm-hmm. When people are in terribly emotional pain or they're grieving and they are very negative in their outlook and like they'll say, I don't think things will ever get better. I don't think anybody cares about me. Um, I don't think there's any purpose to me being here. Those kind of things as well. When they're saying, they're not directly saying I want to kill myself right but if they're saying those things um and they don't have much hope definitely that is something that we should we should look out for as well so you can continue what were you saying before i was um actually i was talking to a psychiatrist psychologist who um i was making reference to a point that uh we discussed on radio just yesterday um and where some young man in a mental state uh, said to the magistrate um, that he has a mental issue. But instead of, um, you know, sending him to the psychiatric unit, he was sent to jail. I don't know if you, it's your role at this time to speak to an issue like this, um, but if somebody admits that he has a mental, a mental state, 
what should be the approach instead of sending him? Because uh, I'm referencing to a note that she said. She said, if someone criminal voluntarily expresses to a judge, police, etc., that they have a mental health issue, they should be sent to a psychiatric hospital facility where they can be assessed if and un 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 evaluated. Most times, mm -hmm. they are held for 40 to 72 hours for evaluation, and then they will be taken back to the court. So what's your take on that? <sighs> Lord Jesus. Okay. So we're going deep in things now. All right. So remember, we, we go deep. We go deep on the hot seat. Yes, yes. We, that's fine. <laughs> um, remember, initially I said that I don't think much is being done done on a policy level, right? Um, a big part of of preventing suicide is personal responsibility for us to look out for these things as well with each other. Um, but it must be from a policy level, and I don't think the laws in Dominica are i don't think they cater much to people who have mental health issues so the pro, the normal protocol would be to get the person to a psychiatric facility where they would be assessed and um then yes again like you said be taken back to court but even after that what happens like what happens when they have a mental health issue like they stay in the psychiatric unit and they get treatment or they get they get medication and so on for a certain period of time, and then what what happens? And then they come out and they go back into these environments that are not very supportive. That there is no way to ensure that there is no way to ensure that care is continually extended to them, especially if they are not necessarily able to take care of themselves. And we have this culture. Caribbean-wise, that um, a lot of our mental health issues are tied to spirituality and those kind of things. So a lot of people don't even believe in getting medical or, or um, professional help for psychological issues. So when you, you have them in these facilities, if it's that they're, they're like that young man, if it's an issue where he did call, he is okay mentally or he's, um, he has enough mental capacity to know that what he did was wrong, then he would be sent to the prison. And at prison, they offer psycho um, psychiatric care as well, like the, psychi the psychiatrists go up there and, and mm -hmm. meditate and those kind of things as well, right? However, that is not necessarily a, a, a space, that is not a healthy space for people who have mental health issues. That is supposed to be a space for people who get punished for committing certain crimes, that they're fully capable of understanding all the repercussions of, right? Um, but if it's that he has a mental health issues, if, if he has mental health issues, sorry, then after they treat him or after they give him the medication, then they send him home and he's supposed to come back. But a lot of these things are based on free will and there's not necessarily anything in place that ensures that he will be taken care of outside of that or that he wouldn't he would get the care necessary so he wouldn't be committing those kind of crimes again to be in front of the judge. Well, let me, let me ask you, though. I mean, we've heard it over and over for years, for years, that we need a rehabilitation center to deal with this, this kind of issues. Uh, would you agree? I think we need a lot of things. I think we need a rehabilitation center. 
I think we need facilities, um, mental health facilities for different degrees of mental illness. Um, somebody who is psychotic and somebody who um, expresses suicidal ideation might need different levels of care, right? So that is necessary. But I also think that our laws as well should reflect sensitivity towards mental illness and suicide. So let's talk about this this now with somebody expressing suicide. So in psychological ethics and law says that if somebody expresses suicide to a, prof- a mental health professional, we have to report it, right? We have to report it. Basically, there is no easy way to get the person help without going through this long, treacherous process that oftentimes ends in the person just not wanting the help at all. So take, for example, if I have somebody and they, they want to hurt themselves, right? Um, what, will I, what I will have to do is I will have to take them to casualty. If I want to help them to get admitted to the, to the psych unit, I would have to take them to casualty. When I'm at casualty, I'll be probably there five, six hours sitting down waiting for somebody to, to see us, right? Because suicide is not necessarily seen as a priority as it should. So if I come and I say, well, this person wants to hurt themselves, I don't see anybody dropping anything as if somebody was having a heart attack when it's still a case of life and death. So... Other people are coming in with other injuries and it's a triage thing and they're taking people based on what? Well, based on the level of emergency. So more than likely I'll be there for hours sitting down waiting and by two, three hours the person doesn't want to stay there anymore and they want to go home. What happens? They get up and they go. That's it, right? Now, if I assess somebody as a clinical psychologist and I see that they're at high risk of hurting themselves, I have to go through casualty um, or I have to go to a health center, let a doctor see them, and then um, go. they can go to the psych unit or go to casualty. They are assessed the same way I assess them, and then they go to the psych unit. So, like, it's a very long process. And then when they get to the psych unit, they are on the suicide watch, but, again, there is no... They, they have to follow up with treatment, but it's voluntary and the systems are not necessarily in place. So if this person doesn't necessarily know or aware of, of the importance of following up, then they just don't. You understand? Mm-hmm, I understand. I suspect Mr. Israel may have a question or two for you. Go ahead. And Doc, um, what you're saying is is so correct because looking at, at the theme, create, you know, hope for actions, um, it says this reflects the need for, collabor- for collective action to address this urgent public health issue. And that's from the, the, association, the um, International Association for um, um, Suicide Prevention. It says all of us, family members, friends, co-workers, community members, educators, religious leaders, healthcare professionals, political officials, and governments can take action to prevent suicide or to reduce the incidence of suicide or suicidal tendencies. Somebody is uh, actually expressing or reiterating the point I made earlier that, um, Matt, that's a great question as it relates to rehab, the rehab center in Dominica. We really need 
a rehab center in Dominican. Now, you, you, you will reiterate that as well. Yeah, um, we do need a rehab. We do need a rehab center because if we're looking at people who are taking drugs or or people who um, are addicted, for example, uh, there's no way on. There is no place here that is funded by the government and so on that provides help to these people. So a lot of people who actually need rehab care has to go overseas and pay a whole chunk of money to get the help. And what if they don't have that money? Then they just don't get the help, which is very unfortunate. We do need um, a rehab facility, and we do need people who are qualified and able, qualified and capable of dealing with these intense mental health issues. Um, and we tend to kind of have a lack in that area, partly because job opportunities are not necessarily here in the in these areas, um, and partly because those those positions that are here are not well compensated. Again, mental health isn't taken as seriously as physical health, and so we don't see it as such a such a priority that we that we even compensate people well when they're doing this kind of work. So if a lot of people, I think you said it before we started, that a lot of good people are leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you, if you can, if you practice, if you study hard and you practice and you know how much work this actually takes and you know that you're not going to make anything or you are going to be living hand to mouth and it's going to be a very stressful thing and you're not going to be able to even enjoy life, then you don't stay here. You go somewhere else where you can do less work and get more paid, get more pay, right? Mm-hmm. Or get a higher, a higher salary and those kind of things. So I, do, I think it's, it's, it's so many different levels that we have to look at this suicide thing on um, because it doesn't matter if, again, we're doing all the personal things that we need to do. The, the, the organizations, the church, the pharmacy, the whatever, and all of those kind of things. You still do need laws in place. You still do need government facilities in place. Um, because where else would these people go, you know, to get that kind of help? Somebody's we asking a question. I, 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 hold on. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll come back and ask you a question. Of course, we've run out of time there, but we'll ask you a question there that somebody's asking in reference to the kind of work that you're doing right here in Dominica. We're going to come back. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. A fresh market, where your money done comes and your pocket done hurts you. A fresh market, fresh market, never disappointed. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are open seven days a week with the top of the line products. Well stocked, supermarket and pharmacy, health and beauty care, fresh produce and meats prepared daily, hot and cold kitchen, ready to go meals, sandwiches, salads and desserts at your fingertips. Easy access, located on the Bayfront, environment friendly and our staff are approachable and ready to assist. Have you figured out who we are? You got it. Your one stop. Where money done comes and your pocket done hurts you. A very interesting conversation going on there with a clinical psychologist on Q905. Somebody on uh, a text message, WhatsApp message, says, Matt, can you ask if there's a possibility that the new All Saints building can be used for some of the programs? 
that's my feel and what she's saying is very true I want to call but I'm on on the road so um, can the All Saints University or the whatever university or college can be can it be used for some of the programs that we spoke about are you there Yes, which kind of programs? The rehab program? The rehab programs, uh, you know, um, counseling and, and the rest, yes? I, can, I, I cannot comment on that. Um, I what I do know is that basically if, if a school is extending, it's extending for the school itself, mm-hmm. okay. right? Um, I don't think we should put that on all things. Um, I think it should be a policy. It should be a policy. It should be a policy thing. It should be something that is available to people nationally, and it's given through the government and it's given through policy, um, as opposed to any kind of specific organization offering this kind of um, help. Because again, if the school is 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 extending, it is for the purpose of the school. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get you. Let's. I think, Mr. Um, Riley, to ask you a few questions there, or one or two questions before we wrap it up. Go ahead. Before we, before we leave, um, can you share some tips that um, either people who have suicidal uh, um, feelings or thoughts, some tips that can help them um, deal with the issue, or uh, some tips that um, one from the outside can use to assist um, a friend or a family member or someone else that may be going through that process. Because as a pharmacist, I often get calls from young people who have those um, issues, who have a lot of different um, um, problems. They call it for all different sorts of problems to the pharmacy. And uh, some of them sees the pharmacy as, as a doctor, so we have to let them do that. We are not a doctor, but sometimes what I do basically, I have a conversation with them and then refer them to the appropriate um, personnel that may be able to assist them. So it would, um, can you share some tips that, that, that um, the general public can really use to assist a, a loved one or a friend who may be going through, um, through, through um, some depression or some situation that may lead to um, suicidal tendencies? Okay, so one of the first things is that we always take suicide seriously. We never, we never think that the person is just saying that or the person is just doing something, right? So one of the, the first things we do is we take it seriously. It is a matter of life and death, right? Whether it's a cry for help, whether it's because they're overwhelmed and can't deal with certain situations, whatever it is, but we always take it seriously. And we get, we get um, information on the resources that are available to help those people. Whenever people are contemplating suicide, it is always a case of us basically giving them the help that they need as soon as we can possibly give them the help that they need, right? So learning about those resources and being able to direct people to those resources is very important. I think something that we often overlook is just generally being kind, being kind and compassionate to people like we we never know what's going on with someone and sometimes we are unnecessarily mean or we are insensitive and those kind of things and those things can be the one thing that pushes the person over the edge 
So generally, like just being kind to people in person, online, um, being very observant, knowing, knowing to look for changes in behaviors. So we have some people who will hurt themselves and they will talk about it and they will act out. Um, like a lot of young people, they start acting out and you they're labeled as and, and children so they're labeled as being um defiant and all of those kind of things but the behavior in and of itself that sudden change in behavior is an indication that there's something going on and so that person might need some help you know but then we have the flip side where the person becomes more reserved and becomes a lot more quiet um and stops talking stops participating in things and all of those kind of things so any kind of drastic change in behaviors we should look out for as well um understand that suicide isn't we also understand that we need to break some of the misconceptions that we have about suicide a lot of us have negative attitudes towards suicide because we think people who hurt themselves or people who want to hurt themselves or commit suicide they're selfish and um they're ungrateful and all of those kind of things but the truth of the matter is or, or that they want to die the truth of the matter is people who commit suicide are just what happens is that people their 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 resources to cope are overwhelmed by whatever is going on so they don't have the necessary coping skills to go through a specific situation and their perspective is different they're not they're not seeing things the way they used to it's hard for them to see hope and all of those kind of things and a lot of people just want to not be in pain anymore so it's not necessarily like they want to die it's that they just don't want to feel this pain anymore they don't see how they can get out of it and they don't see how they can cope with it right so if we deal with these kind of people with compassion as opposed to being um being judgmental and those kind of things then that does help a whole lot but generally we just need these are cases of emergencies and we need to get people the professional help that they actually need praying is good but sitting down and praying and not doing anything is not enough right um saying the person should just snap out of it or to just look at things and be grateful is not often helpful as well right so sometimes when we can't help them what we can do is is give them the give them um, the resources that they need. All right, uh, let's see if we can get our final comments here before we move on, Mr. Israel. How are you? Well, Doc, we must say a very special thank you very much for sharing your thoughts and your expertise with us on um, our information this morning. We really appreciate that, and I learned quite a bit, and I guess the general public. Um, did benefit from that as well so we want to say um, a very special thank you to you um, we will probably look at exploring that topic some other time in more details maybe lengthening the, the program for so or maybe having an hour program to so that we could um, discuss it and and where we can take calls from the general public to really let people express themselves and um, and to allow you to 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 help people in terms of your expertise so thank you very much um dr shoy for being no 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 dr shoy is a tongue twister thank you very much though. thank you very much you're welcome thanks for having me guys anytime. okay then all the best have a blessed right. day have right. good information there thank you very much mr 
Israel. Was, yes, you get some time. Yes, before we go, Matt, I want to um, um, let the general public know that our health check continues today from nine o'clock. Well, it should have started already at best price, where we're going to have our nurses in the house, where we do free blood pressure checks, free blood sugar checks, free body mass index, as well as advice and counseling. To if, if, your, if your figures are not um, what it should be, then we'll seek to give you necessary advice as to how you can get those figures in proper order, as well as advice on advice on good living advice that will help you um, live a better quality of life so from nine o'clock to 2 p.m we will be having these free health checks at our best spice branch that's uh, on the promenade next to kfc also today is pv friday of course man every friday we um highlight a premium value product and today we uh, we have a, our product is um, premier value omega free it contains 1000 milligrams of omega and um, it the regular price is $43.80 today you get it for only $35 so you know important that omega the important role that omega plays in um, our nutritional health as, as it can be used for arthritis and rheumatism basically joint pains as well as um, for your heart the health of your heart and also for the health of your brain and and and, and especially for the the, the seniors that um, are beginning their, their brain beginning to their, sorry their memories beginning to fade of course you 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 can always do with some omega and um, premier Omega free from premium value. If your your heart is not, um, you're having heart issues, or you may be experiencing, or develop, you have developed cardiovascular issues, you can also do with some of that omega free. Also, if you are suffering from joint pains, and right now we have a lot of people, Matt, a lot of Dominicans suffering from um, um, joint pains, especially in the knees, and it is simply because we are overweight, we have put too much pressure on the joints, and as a result of that, the joints are beginning to give up. However, the omega-3 can help strengthen your joints, so check us out, only $35 a bottle today, Premier Value Friday. Thank you very much. And don't forget, as I go, I want to always remind my listeners that you can contact us on our hotline 255-6883 at Fresh Market, 255-6875 at Best Price, uh, WhatsApp and mobile, 3160310, and don't forget that Fresh Market Pharmacy and the Best Price Pharmacy, that's where your medicine price have just gotten low. See you again next week. Yes, Matt. Same time. Thank you. Thank you. Every morning for the hot seat on Q95, the latest happening events, breaking stories, and behind the scenes in depth investigative reports. Stay locked for more fair and balanced talk on the hot seat on Q95, the big station. A fresh market. Where money done comes and your pocket doesn't hurt you. A fresh market. Fresh market. Never disappointed. Hey, 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 hey. We 
are open seven days a week with the top of the line products. Well stocked supermarket and pharmacy, health and beauty care, fresh produce and meats prepared daily, hot and cold kitchen, ready to go meals, sandwiches, salads, and desserts at your fingertips. Easy access located on the Bayfront, environment friendly, and our staff are approachable and ready to assist. Have you figured out who we are? You got it. Your one stop. I come this year to deliver flowers, royal homegrown, the best for the upright and honest citizens who uphold their moral grounds. Q95, the big station, presents. Kudos to our heroes. Our 12th Dominican national hero is distinguished educator and possibly the longest serving principal of the iconic Convent High School, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. We recognize, appreciate, and award Mrs. Levy on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Q95, the big station for her valuable transformational lifelong social, political, and legal accomplishments, her pioneering works, and meaningful lifetime achievements as a phenomenal humanitarian who taught and inspired generations of Dominicans at home and abroad in numerous ways, but especially the youth, for her caring character and humility, and for her extensive knowledge and expertise in education, among many other traits, a lady of great honor. She will always, without any doubt, be remembered as having encouraged her many students to strive to be the best that they can be, to reach out to excellence, and to be the best at whatever they set out to do in their lifelong journeys after their secondary education. Many of them have reached the highest levels of accomplishment and are at the pinnacle of their various careers. Kudos to Mrs. Levy, her wonderful husband Alfred, her distinguished children, and the rest of the family. Mrs. Levy is indeed a true Dominican hero for instilling a positive mental attitude that elevated the content of the social, educational, and literary dialogue on matters of human well-being and for being a great Dominican who demonstrated that any ordinary person can do extraordinary things in whatever they set their minds to do. Q95 listeners at home, in the region, and worldwide. Tune in on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Join us in recognizing, appreciating, awarding, and extending kudos to our 12th Dominican national hero, learned educationist and humanitarian, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. If you would like to make a personal contribution to our phenomenal heroes or to kudos to our heroes committee, take it to the Q95 radio office on Hanover Street in Roseau or go to the Q95 website at www.q95da.com and make your donation. Call us at 767-448-5822 or at 305-906-4216 or talk to one of our representatives. Let us all together say a huge thank you to Mrs. Dorothy Levy and to all our Dominican heroes from the Q family at home and abroad. Only on Q95, the big station. Once in all, all the flowers are done.
for the law and rights and against crime in the land. And whereas, whereas, you dispense justice, but you got online. It's fast, secure, and easy to use. No registration, no additional fees. Flow is now offering FastPay, an online service that allows you to settle your bills in less than two minutes. Need a receipt? FastPay will send it to your email immediately. Use FastPay now for convenience, safety, and efficiency at discoverflow.co slash FastPay. is keeping you connected. Great news! NBD and MasterCard invite you to spend four amazing days in New York. How do you win? For every 500 Eastern Caribbean dollars you spend paying with your personal NBD MasterCard credit card, you win an entry for the prize draw. And for every 250 Eastern Caribbean dollars at pharmacies, supermarkets, and gas stations, you get an additional entry. Isn't that great? You don't have your NBD MasterCard yet? Apply online at nbdominica.com slash credit hyphen cards. Hurry! Offer ends September 20, 2022. Terms and conditions apply. After working hard for many years in London, Goldwyn is now retired and back living in Dominica enjoying his pension. He too shook a smile so we can see the gold teeth and too shook a yank. I met him coming out of flosses with the help of some staff carrying different foods, drinks and meats to his vehicle. Me self too fast to go and ask the man what's up. Is their story start. I put my fini to avoid words so that Kadimo de San Dominic put fini la ham I said Goldwyn speak in English, don't force it. Then he said, I shop with intelligence. Yeah? At Flossies, you get the most reasonable prices for to bag flour, rice, sugar, milk, beers, soft drinks, water, rum, and so much more. Prices and quantities to fit your needs, mate. Because you just come down and want to tell me what I know about Flossies already. That's where I shop. It's not you alone that want to save money but still get the quality goods. That's right. And if you're listening to this ad, go and check out Flossies for yourself. Next to the Roso Market, you can't miss it. Roots Connections on Q. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Every other Wednesday on Q95, the big station. Dominicans journeyed beyond our shores for decades in search of economic opportunities and educational advancement. Many are ready to give back to their cherished nature island. Welcome to Roots Connections on Q. Join Dr. Simone Matthew on Q95 as we tap into the life and times and expertise of our Nature Island Dominicans at home and abroad. From our agriculture and industry to sustainable development, resilience and renewable energy to the music, art and entertainment industries. Join Dr. Simone Matthew and guests every other Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We examine where they came from, where they have been, where they are now and how we can move forward forward together with our brothers and sisters at home and abroad to inspire and elevate our country, our economy, our people, and our youth to achieve excellence and success. Roots Connections on Q, every other Wednesday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., only on Q95, the big station. 
Jacob is calling his children. Twelve tribes, so we want to go. Oh, children, home. Oh, to Zion, home. Wanna go home. Take me home. Oh, to All right, Dominica, let's continue our conversation this morning. Of course, we started with uh, some commentary as it relates to the death of and the lessons for us here in the Caribbean. Following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, saving uh, for more than 70 years. I got this comment a short while ago from Mr. Gabriel Christian out of uh, Washington, D.C. Let's share. Your uh, commentary on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. And um, well done. I'm very proud of you. Because I like you. I'm an anti-colonial, anti-monarchical person. But uh, uh, Let's take it from the top. Let's take it from the top. Let's go back. Yeah. I'm just taking a little walk with the wife and a friend. You know, I've got to keep the old heart going. But I put on my earphones when I walk sometimes and listen to Q. And I heard your uh, commentary on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. And um, well done. I'm very proud of you. Because I like you. I'm an anti-colonial, anti-monarchical person. But at the same time, 30 years now, I've represented the family of Emperor Selassie. My only son is named after Emperor Selassie's father because I reflect on what Emperor Selassie did for the Organization of African Unity, what he first African head of state to come to the Caribbean. He left a school in Jamaica, the Emperor Haile Selassie High School in Kingston One. Similar, and he represented grace, dignity, and wasn't a plunderer and a looter. He was a philosopher, king. So while not being a monarchist, you know, my wife and I are members of the Ethiopian Crown Council. Likewise, while not being a monarchist, you recognize her decorum, her grace, her dignity, also her wisdom. I mean, she moved from empire to commonwealth to the point now that places like Rwanda and uh, Mozambique that were Belgian and Portuguese colonies respectively are now asking to, not asking, I think they've actually joined the Commonwealth now. In fact, the last meeting was in Rwanda, which was not a British colony because they see the benefit of being part of the Commonwealth and, you know, the technical assistance, the economic assistance, the network and so on, right? So, under her rule, you know, you, you had governments being held to account, the accountability factor, the transparency factor, the fact that somebody who committed some mis- act of misconduct, as Boris Johnson obviously did, was forced to resign. Or they inculcated within themselves that principle of where they have fallen short to resign in Dominica. None of that. You have Charles Severin and Roosevelt's carriage just basically being tyrannical and not being possessed of any of the dignity and, and any of the sort of charity of spirit and grace. You know, saying things like no government, I mean, no law, no constitution. You, you never expect a head of government to say something like that. And the head of state says nothing, right? Uh, in Dominica today, we have money laundering and disappearance of funds and director of audit finding misconduct in, in, in the diplomatic service and no prosecution, no commission inquiry. You know, in the fire of 63, when the three masqueraders were killed and many others wounded, 
there was a commission inquiry. Scotland Yard was involved. We had a, uh, an opportunity to do a book because we had the report of the commission inquiry into the fire of 63 by uh, Justice E.L. St. Bernard of Grenada. You know, so those things are very important. I think you did an outstanding job in being able to stand aside from the issue of monarchy and look at the issue of integrity in office, look at the issue of ethical grounding, look at the issue of being nimble enough to move from empire to commonwealth. You may not have focused on that, but that's something she did, have a great part to play in. And people respected her, even if they may not have respected the monarchy, because of how she handled herself in office, you know? And you're very correct, you know, while we remember slavery and we remember our fierce maroon warriors who fought against slavery, we also have to remember that the first major European power to abolish slavery was the United Kingdom. But more than that, seldom known is the fact that the Royal Navy, the Royal Navy West Africa Squadron, actually helped set up a country that is Sierra Leone. Uh, with the capital of Freetown, because what they did was they went on the high seas and captured slavers that they met, slave ships, bound for the United States, which was still a slave power, freed the Africans. And because they did not just want to return them to Africa, where they may have been recaptured, they created a country called Sierra Leone, with this capital known as Freetown, which exists to this day, to disembark the freed Africans so they would not be re-enslaved if they had just placed willy-nilly on any shore on the West African coast. So those are the things we have to be able to look at, be balanced, be nuanced, and I think you did an outstanding job. God bless you. I'm proud of you. We'll take a few comments at this time. Hello, talk to me. Yes? Yes, Matt. Matt, knowing that the Queen passed, mm -hmm. her face is plastered on the British currency, and a lot of the um, OECS countries, are they going to change the face of them the mornings? I would really like to find out. And, and a lot of the British people, and maybe around the world, wouldn't like Camilla to be queen, so I hope she's not going to be queen. And another note again, that we have something affecting us in Dominica, I don't know, for the longest one, and a lot of people complain about it. Might you go outside, especially in the afternoon, you have a, you're in a short pants, might your skin will be burning you like little insects eating up your flesh. And no, we're not hearing the people from the environmental health say nothing about that. And made, Matt, a lot of people complaining about that. I don't know if you must have heard people talk about that, Matt. You've not seen the insects. They'll be telling you sandfly or whatever fly it is. But in the afternoon, sun hot, to go outside of your home, you inhale, Matt. And environmental health or who is responsible about that? Do some fogging around the place, please. We need that. Have a blessed day. Bye. Have a blessed day. I've heard a lot of people complain about that, and uh, you're right. We we should uh, ask uh, the environmental health department as to what exactly is going on. There's a lot of itching going on here. Let's see if we can take another phone call. Are you there, Hess? Matt, good morning. Welcome back, Matt. Morning, morning. Mola, mola, aguto, Matt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, we've heard different perspectives as it relates to the passing of the Queen. 
And we're going to hear another perspective, this one there from Dr. Dale Dangleman. His thoughts at this time. I don't know what's going on here. Let's see if we can get that. Forgetting and the most forgiving. Let's, let's go back. You know what amazes me? We black folks, we're the most forgetting and the most forgiving, right? And it's because we've been indoctrinated from a religious standpoint, that is. You know, I mean, it's unfortunate, right? The queen, she lived a full life, right? And she just continued what these monarchy has done, you know, true centuries she continued that there was no change what they did to the caribbean what they did to india what they continue to do in africa right right the bank of england was built on the back of slavery many of these companies that still exist today billion and trillion dollar companies were built on the back on the back of black slaves and when we call for reparations, people are so quick to say, oh, that was so long ago, right? And I see people, you know, sort of celebrating the monarchy, you know? It's the talk of the town. But we forgive and we forget and we're still down where we are, where they wanted us to be in the mud, fighting each other. They keep their bloodline nice and clean. That's why it became very controversial when the prince obviously married uh, whatever her name is. But we, we, we have to understand what's going on and the role that Britain played in the destruction of black families, right? I always talk about John Hawkins John Hawkins, his boat, his slave ship was funded by the parents or the grandparents, right? Queen Elizabeth I and all these people. Francis Drake, all, the, all of them were funded by the crown, the British crown. Their crimes against humanity are the crimes against black people. And we want to we, we, we want to forget that and say that was so long ago and we're still suffering from this systemic racism look at what look at what Britain did to the Caribbean right and 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 the windrush right look at how how they use the Caribbean for their labor and their wars and now how they've how they they ill-treated the same people same thing happened here in the United States. We cannot live in ignorance. And we cannot say, well, the past is the past. Because guess what? What happened in the past continues to happen today. We're still marginalized. We're still not wanted in certain sec sections. I'm telling you. There's the, 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 this thing they call integration is, 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 is a... Is a, is a is not really integration. It's it's a, it's a it's a well-designed segregation because you're not you're not welcome in the gated community, right? The, the the queen may she rest in peace. 
but all the gold and, 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 and the things that they've stolen from Africa, what they ripped up from the Caribbean, the Caribbean was responsible for, I, I want to say, two-thirds of the wealth circulating in the world from slavery, right? If you think of tobacco and sugar and all the refined products in, in, that were sent to Europe and, 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 and distributed all over the world, all on the backs of black people for free. Listen, man. Reparations. Reparations for the Caribbean. Reparations for Dominica. Reparations. Right? We, 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 stop, we have to stop honoring these people that have victimized and vilified us. We always talk about Winston Churchill and those... Winston Churchill was a racist who hated black people, who was responsible for the Bengal farming. Come on, man. It's 2022 and we're still in the gutter. But sometimes it's our minds that's keeping us there because we celebrate these things. I said it. What, what do I have to lose? We got to speak the truth. Stop celebrating these things. Again, a different perspective, huh? We have to agree to sometimes disagree. Some celebrate, others don't. And we have to respect each other's opinion. Hello, talk to me on the telephone. Are you there? I just, I just want to make it quick. Blessings to you. Blessings, blessings, my brother. Blessings. How are you doing? How are you doing? All right, my brother. All right, all right. God bless. God bless to you. Matt, this is not void. What is that? Sorry about that. Go ahead. This is not a, a, a no, the perspective, you know. This is the reality, what Dr. Dale is talking about. My brethren, how can people celebrate their demise? How people celebrate the enslavement? I mean, this is more than hollow. I have no remote, no empathy, no sympathy. For these people, but these people have built their wealth on the backs of the indigenous peoples of the world, particularly African people. And you talk about the Bank of England. We should know more about the Bank of England and how they build their resources. So now if the queen died, I don't know why African people, Modi, and even Indians would want to maybe mourn with the royal family. These people have a, committed the worst atrocities against humanity. So if I hear the modern harlot passed on, what does that have to do with me? I'm not going to rejoice, but I'm not going to mourn either. So people should not celebrate their enslavement, their demise. After all, my African people in this day and age, or you haven't awoken to the reality of what has happened and doctors say it. It is still happening. It is just more sophisticated. Slavery and colonialism, imperialism, it continues. Now it is just more sophisticated. So the chains are off our bodies, but the chains are on our brains. Have a blessed day, bro. Again, a different perspective don't have to agree 
but you will have people who agrees. Hello, talk to me, yeah? We have always to respect each other's opinion. Okay, hello, talk to me, yeah? Mm-hmm. Morning, Matt. Morning, Matt. Morning, man. But have you ever read of black people? I'm, I'm, I'm slaves. If you read about slavery, mm-hmm. you never watch a white man in his face. Slaves suffer the most in the world, black people. They suffer the most in the world, and they are still suffering under this type of people. I'm not rejoicing the queen die. I'm not mourning queen die. They have us under slavery still. That's all about it. On the telephone, hello, yes. Man, good morning, how you doing? My brother, how you doing, how you doing? Man, I'm doing nice, man. The weather is sweet and I can't complain. You know, God gave me the breath of life this morning. I'm giving thanks, you know. Okay. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. You doing okay, right? Okay for now, yes, thank God. Yeah, I, I, I hope you're doing okay because, you know, I know you went away and business, so you should come back well rejuvenated and everything nice for your good. Give thanks for that, man. We always give thanks. Man, I'm listening to your conversation this morning. I've been listening to the clinical psychologist. I listen to everything you play. But you made a statement when you played Dr. Dale Dangerman piece. And I've been trying to get in on this action. I'm going to take a little bite off of this thing. Man, it's not a perspective. It's a historical fact. It's not something I think Dr. Bill sent for you, me, or anyone to disagree. I don't know what happened to your telephone, but you might want to try calling back because... Are you still there? I'm sorry. We lost that line there, okay? So try. Try your very best to give me a call back. I'd like to listen to your your piece, okay? Thank you very much. Hello, yes? Hey, my brother. Good morning. My brother, how you doing? I'm doing my best, for sure. Good to know that your mommy and daddy is still alive and well. Yes, sir. Uh, thank welcome God. Back. Welcome back, for sure. They are my people as usual. Thank God. I want to ask approximately... Two questions. Historically, yeah? Mm. I want somebody who knows to answer the question. Where was that queen born? And was the queen grandmother or great grandmother a black woman? Two questions I'm only asking this morning. Where was she born? Was a grandmother or great grandmother a black woman? Somebody knows this you can 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 give me that answer. You, Thank were, you. were you asking the question like you know something? No, I don't I'm asking. I need to know because I mean some some of the um, guys' statements, you know, is like, um, you know, they are kind of prejudiced and racism and so on, you know, and slavery and so on. So I, 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 I need to know if that queen's grandmother or great-grandmother was a black woman. I need to know that. Okay. And I also need to know where was she born. That's all I want to know. Okay. Well, we'll try it. I'm sure there's somebody out there who may have the answers to that. Somebody says the queen played a pivotal role of getting rid of apartheid in South Africa. Our next stop of uh, Jolly's Pharmacy, Carlton Lando, will be in the house in a few minutes. On the telephone, hello, yes. Just quickly, Matt, two seconds. Matt, the power of mental condition. 
the power of indoctrination, the power of greenwashing. Matt, it is very, very, very effective, very powerful. And if African people can be sympathizing and empathizing with the royal family of England, Matt, the damage seems to be um, permanent. It seems to be perpetual. It seems like there is no escaping for African people. Everybody seems to know where they are, but we seem to be lost to Matt. Thank you. Thank you. At the top of the hour, at the top of the hour, I'll bring you some archives. Then I will ask two very important questions. And I will let it lie. Maybe in a few weeks, you will understand why. Nature. Hello, talk to me on the telephone, yes? Hey, Mark, what's up? My brother, how you doing? I dare you. Watch the movie Django already? Django, I'm not too sure about that, no. I'm not Django too... with um, Jamie Foxx and Samuel L. Jackson? Mm-hmm, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you have the rule like um, Samuel L. Jackson. The inside slave defending all these things from the screen, talking about opinions and all this stuff. Can't be worshipping your slave master, bro. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Anyway, have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day again. A lot of people that we heard on the different side was basically saying, you know, what the queen stood for. You can agree to disagree, but you have to respect others' opinions. As I said, Dominica, at the top of the hour, you might, you might want to stay tuned, I can tell you that. Some new information is coming to hand. But maybe when I ask the question, or the questions. First of all, I'll go back in the archives and put this thing in perspective. At least for a few minutes. Stay tuned to the big station. This is Q905. Good to be back on your radio. Mr. Carlton Lando from Jolly's Pharmacy is in the house. Stick around, stick around, stick around.
purchase six or more of any item and you automatically qualify for a discount. Check us out at the mega store in Funkole where there's lots of parking on Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. On Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. JP Mega, the best family shopping experience. Who say health cannot have vibes? Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With health vibes. Every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Health vibes. Education, information, and a bit of humor. And not forgetting lots of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lando with co-host Jacinta Fagan Defo and Trudy Christian. Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. I woke up this morning feeling real stink. I had temptations to call in sick, but I end up in Jolly's Pharmacy. Great and dunking for three Jolly's fix up my immune system. Got me feeling fit and strong now. I'm ready to work on the gun animation. If you see me walking, Jolly's Pharmacy is number one. Jolly's walking. We cater for everyone. Jolly's walking. Whenever I'm in town and I'm feeling down, I head to Jolly's Pharmacy. They boost me up real quick. Jolly's Pharmacy, leading the way in healthcare. Uh, let's say good morning to Mr. Carlton Lando this morning. Long time. How are you doing, Carlton? You Matt, doing? good morning. Good to see you. I suspect you're giving me competition. You know, you. I don't know if those of you who have not seen Matt lately, but Matt looks <laughs> like he's defying the age or the, the, the aging process. Uh-huh. So I okay, suspect God. he and I must be on some competition. I don't know what we... Should we give our secret, Matt? Uh, well, we're running five miles, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So good morning to you. It's a pleasure being here with you this morning. I know many of you might be a little apprehensive looking at the weather, wondering, you know, where is this? When will this rain burst? Because almost like you, you, we are anticipating that when it does come, it's going to be quite heavy. But needless to say, we know that this is paradise and we know that this is the season for rain. So... We all the precautions that have always been, um, you know, broadcasts that we, we 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 have to adhere to those. This morning on Jolly's Market, I want to focus on orthopedics. And when we talk about orthopedics, we're basically talking about bones, joints, muscles. All right, and I know that it would seem that I, that my statistics may not be true, but. I'm, I'm just saying, based on what I, I have seen and what I continue to see, that it would seem that to every 10 persons, um, four, at least four to five, may have a skeletal muscular issue. Whether it's a, a lumbar pain, whether it's a, what we call a pinch nerve, whether it's sciatica, whether it's herniated disc, whether it's um, the, just a chronic back pain, or you may have... Um, broken a particular bone many years ago and some way somehow it still bothers you or you may have metal in your joints and from time to time you do feel the discomfort i i have metal in my elbow and so from time to time i do feel discomfort myself particularly when it's raining heavily or if the fan is stationary um and it's basically 
blowing onto my elbow, I would feel discomfort. So most of us um, do have a skeletal muscular um, issue. And this morning, um, yes, some of these conditions may be chronic and may not necessarily have a cure where you may have to be on medication practically for the rest of your life um, to sort of um, relieve you from the pain, um, subside the inflammation, and sort of help you with mobility. And so you've been prescribed medication. Some of you may be on therapy as well, physiotherapy, where you are asked to maybe swim or to do some light exercise or to um, see the physiotherapist from time to time. But if you do and have visited our store, you would have noticed that we do have a very large orthopedic um, section that would cover um, from uh, your varicose um, your, your varicose veins, um, stockings for circulation, to knee braces, to elbow braces, and support to back braces. So we do have a very wide variety of orthopedic products that are available at your disposal. But this morning, I want to focus on three products that I have brought with me. Um, the first one is Alex Orthopedic. That is a brand, Alex Orthopedic. And it is a particular product that I have with me that is for lumbar support. And when we talk about lumbar support, we're basically talking about the coccyx, that particular your bone, that, 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 that back support, and also the, the, the spinal area. So right around that tailbone there, where you may have a lot of pain radiating to the waist area, this lumbar support brace would sort of help to give you that cushion, that comfort, that flexibility, um, that mobility that you may be looking for at this time, um, particularly when you are walking. So if you're walking, um, you may have to walk for a distance or you, you want to wear a brace that is going to help with um, the cushioning of the, the friction. So this brace, I wish that you could see it. Maybe you can, I'm not sure, because I think I am live. Um, so this is the brace. It is adjustable. So it really has a, a really nice um, cushion in there. It is made in the US and it is washable. So you can use it for quite a long time because it is washable. You can actually just put it in some detergent and put it to dry and it is reusable so it's not something that will when it gets dirty you don't know what to do because um, it is not washable yes it is washable and it is made with an elastic compression strap that is going to help um, with keeping everything together and reducing inflammation as well um, you can get this back brace that I've spoken about for $149.99. So, summary, it's like $150 for this brace and you will get that support. Many people, even when they do drive, especially bus drivers or people who do long distance driving consistently all of the time because maybe driving is their occupation, um, oftentimes they may have, you might see them having something like a pillow 
added to their seat to give them that lumbar support. So with this orthopedic um, lumbar support elastic compression um, brace that is available for you for $149.99. So those of you who do have um, waist problems, waist pain, waist strain, you keep on having a lot of back pain, um, you may have gone to your doctor and your doctor may have diagnosed you with arthritis or osteoporosis or, you know, or herniated disc or something that um, may be chronic then it is important that you support that region and you get the necessary um, orthopedic product that is going to give you that comfort and that relief that you may need from time to time. Again, it is the Alex um, orthopedic uh, lumbar support um, brace and you can get that for $149 and 99 cents as i did say it is washable i know that it is white in color and you might say well it might dirty very fast but it is washable just some mild detergent do not put it on the washing machine preferably just put it to soak and put it in the sun and voila it can be used over and over again we're going to take a short break and then we are going to focus a little on the knee brace stabilizer. Sure. I say I'm saying yes. Uh, before we take the break, let's uh, take a question somebody from is asking at this time. I don't have Carlton's WhatsApp, <laughs> but I need to find out from Carlton. My hands wake me up every morning between three and four AM with the pain and tingling and numbness mm -hmm. question what could be the cause we'll right. come back dominica right after this okay I'm in town and I'm feeling down. I head to Jolly's Pharmacy. They boost me up real quick. Jolly's Pharmacy, leading the way in healthcare. Who say health cannot have vibes? Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With Health Vibes, every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Health Vibes, education, information, and a bit of humor. And not forgetting, lots of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lando, with co-hosts Jacinta Fagan Defoe and Trudy Christian. Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday, so be sure to tune in. Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. All right, back to Carlton. Right. Should I answer the question first? Yes, All right. The question, so um, the question is a little broader because um, I don't know what your comorbidities are, whether you're diabetic, whether you have high cholesterol, which could also be a factor, 
whether you've been diagnosed with any skeletal muscular problems before or conditions before. So I, I don't have that history to follow up with. But what I can say, um, if you're diabetic, you are more than likely um, experiencing what we call peripheral neuropathy. And that basically means that your nerves are, are, are being inflamed um, due to um, the, the, the diabetes. Um, if it's your fingers that are locking, um, it could be what we call trigger finger, or it could all, particularly if it's your thumb, or if the fingers are locking and they just cannot bend back and forth, it could be chronic arthritis as well. So the question that you've asked, it's, um, I know that you're looking for the answers, but I cannot give you a specific cause um, per se because I don't have the your general history. You, you need to know more. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I said, as I said today, we're focusing on orthopedic product, orthopedic products, and those are products that has to deal with the muscle, the bone, the joints, and so forth. Um, I want to focus on the knee because I think even for me, I may need to use a knee brace because I run a lot, and that is the consequences of running. Um, from time to time, you will begin to get, um, you know, a bit of tearing. Um, you know, to the to the cartilage in the knees and so forth. And it is important that if you're a runner, um, you run consistently um, to pay attention to your knees. Um, look at the type of shoes that you wear. Um, ensure that they are very good shoes, very good running shoes. Um, ensure, look at the focus on the surfaces too in which you are running. It is recommended that I know most of you know, orthopedics will say that, you know, it's not good to run on the typical pitched road or tar road, but that's what we generally have. And so most of us run on it. But um, the knee brace is available if you do need a knee elastic knee stabilizer to give you that cushion, that um, elasticity that you may be looking for. Um, if you're running or if, you've ha if you're experiencing um, arthritis in the knees or you're experiencing osteoporosis where the, the, the bones are, are, are sort of brickling or if you're experiencing softening of the bones, osteomalacia, that as well too may require a knee brace from time to time as well. Um, more so if you live in the house, maybe you go into the clinic or you're going shopping, um, you might be as well obese. And because of your obesity or you being overweight, then that predisposes you more to discomfort. And so a knee brace stabilizer, we have the Mauler, the Mauler Sports Medicine knee brace. And that's a very good brand, the Mauler. And M-U-E-L-L-E-R, um, Mauler. And that is available, that knee brace is available. Um, you get really good moderate to optimal relief. It is a stabilizer, so it helps to stabilize the joints, the cartilage, everything together. Um, it comes in a large to extra large, so um, it is adjustable and it is only sold for 50 EC dollars. So you can get the Mauler Sports Knee Brace Stabilizer at any of the Jolly's Pharmacy locations for a mere $50 while stock lasts. It is a product that I certainly would recommend, particularly if you are having knee problems and you have 
you know, you have you don't have much of a choice. You have to work. You have to stand a lot because of your job, or you have to move a lot, um, or you have to walk or drive, and you may need that cushion, that stabilizer to help um, prevent further inflammation. You can get the Mauler Sports Medicine Knee Stabilizer for a mere fifty. EC dollars. So these were the two products that I wanted to highlight this morning. As I did say, we do have a wide variety of orthopedic products available at all locations of Jolly's Pharmacy. And if you are experiencing a bone discomfort, a joint discomfort, and yes, you the best thing to do is to see a specialist, a doctor, to find the diagnosis, particularly if it's, if it's lingering. But if you do need something as a cushion, as a support, again, those are available at our locations. And you can come in and our pharmacies, our pharmacy technicians, and our staff will be able to assist you to make the right choice. The other thing I want to mention too is that we do have a variety of prices. So we have from the very high end to the most affordable. I don't like to say things are cheap. Oftentimes when you hear the word cheap, you think of inferior. But they are affor affordable ones and they are very high brand ones. So like the Mauler, um, that is a particular well-known brand. And so it may cost you a little more. But these products are available at Jolly's Pharmacy while stock lasts. So from me to you, let me say have a good weekend. Um, continue taking care of yourself. Be safe. If you do go out, be cautious on the road. Um, don't drink and drive. And if you do feel sleepy, pull over. Um, put up your maybe your all your windows or put your AC on and maybe take a rest rather than trying to um, pursue that that, that, that sleep. Yeah, try to pursue that 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 drive and subsequently end up crashing and maybe even dying. I, so, I mean, I mean, I, I'm happy you saying that because I just met uh, someone there, you know, at the airport coming, and he said, "Matt, I was down for a month." I asked, "What was wrong with you?" He said, "Boy, I fell asleep and my vehicle flipped." Almost lost my life. Yes, yes. Luckily, he was able to climb up. Wow. Through the windows. Wow. Yeah, it has almost happened to me too. So I know, and I have learned my lesson too. And uh, whenever I do feel sleepy, and let me tell you, that washing of water, washing of the face doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't work because the brain is what controls the eye, and the brain is tired and it's shutting down on you. So you're thinking it's the eye that's shutting down, but it's really the brain that is shutting down. And because it is shutting down, it is subsequently. Uh, making you feel sleepy so think of it that way and if your brain is shutting down because it's tired and it needs rest it's better to pull over somewhere safe and have that rest as a usual carton take good, care good until advice. wednesday take care bye i'll bye. talk to you sometime All thank right. you very much Whenever I'm in town and I'm feeling down, I head to Jolly's Pharmacy. They boost me up real quick. Jolly's Pharmacy, leading the way in healthcare. healthcare.
Who say health cannot have vibes? Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With Health Vibes, every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Health Vibes, education, information, and a bit of humor, and not forgetting lots of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lando, with co-hosts Jacinta Fagan Defo and Trudy Christian. Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday, so be sure to tune in. Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. Great news! NBD and MasterCard invite you to spend four amazing days in New York. How do you win? For every 500 Eastern Caribbean dollars you spend paying with your personal NBD MasterCard credit card, you win an entry for the prize draw. And for every 250 Eastern Caribbean dollars at pharmacies, supermarkets, and gas stations, you get an additional entry. Isn't that great? You don't have your NBD MasterCard yet? Apply online at nbdominica.com slash credit hyphen cards. Hurry! Offer ends September 20, 2022. Terms and conditions apply. It's good! It's good! It's back! The Kentucky Sandwich from KFC is back! Mmm, good. The Kentucky Sandwich, only $15.50. Want more? Then get a combo with sandwich, regular fries, and regular soda for $22. Feel happy to save at KFC. KFC, it's good. Get your bucket life going with KFC Bucket Celebration. Available in three offers. Bucket for one, $20. Comes with two-pish chicken, two hot or barbecue wings, one portion fries and two biscuits. Bucket for two, $30. Get four-pish chicken, two portion fries, one corn and one biscuit. Bucket for all, $40. Celebrate with four-pish chicken, four hot or barbecue wings, two portion fries, two biscuits and one corn. I'm sure ready for that bucket life come on let's celebrate get a celebration bucket at kfc it's good nature island dominica civil liberties foundation inc nidcliff uniting our kalanago and afro-caribbean nature islanders and friends of dominica at home and abroad coming together to help preserve the integrity of dominica's democracy human rights and civil liberties Ensuring free, fair, and competitive elections on a level playing field within a system that guarantees freedom of expression, belief and association, respect for the inalienable rights of individuals and minorities, respect for the rule of law, for free communications media, and free from psychological, mental, and physical abuse of women, minors, the elderly, and young men. Some reported $4 billion from the sale of Dominica's Sacrament of Sovereignty, our citizenships are alleged to have been deposited in mysterious foreign bank accounts controlled by two men, a shady Lebanese operative and a lead policy director. It is alleged that from this fund, the authorities have illegally and corruptly paid the way for thousands of Dominicans living abroad to travel to Dominica on the eve of general elections to vote strategically to help keep their government in power. Even worse, this money, which should have legally been deposited in the consolidated fund, has allegedly been used for every purpose imaginable for the sole goal of allowing government to remain in power. 
As a result of this illegal diversion of state funds, which is publicly acknowledged, Dominicans have been economically brought to their knees, while large buildings whose ownership is unknown are sprouting all over the country. Our architectural heritage is being desecrated. One party mysteriously erects an imposing headquarters in the city. Foreign artists are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to hold partisan concerts in Dominica. Support our Radiothon, fundraising events, subscriptions, GoFundMe, and other initiatives to help raise funds to support a legal challenge against the siphoning of public funds from the Consolidated Fund and other initiatives and actions. Nature Island Dominica Civil Liberties Foundation, Inc. Nidcliffe, working to help unify and build Dominica and our Afro-Caribbean and Kalanago brothers and sisters at home and abroad. Nidcliffe, fighting to save our nature island, Dominica. and you got it. A quicker way to pay your bills online. It's fast, secure, and easy to use. No registration, no additional fees. Flow is now offering FastPay, an online service that allows you to settle your bills in less than two minutes. Need a receipt? FastPay will send it to your email immediately. Use FastPay now for convenience, safety, and efficiency at discoverflow.co slash FastPay. is keeping you connected. Dominic, I did tell you some time back, huh? Less than half an hour ago. And I'm going to ask you some uh, very important questions. very important questions but before that I want to go back in the archives and help you remember so we can put this in perspective remember the statement from the Prime Minister of Dominica some time ago I think it's somewhere in match if my memory serves me right we heard this from the Prime Minister confirmation from the Minister of Foreign Affairs that a signing ceremony had taken place effectively establishing diplomatic relations between the governments of the Commonwealth of Dominica and the Arab Republic of Syria. The Minister himself made clear in the correspondence to me that he was not party to the signing and indeed was fundamentally opposed to the move at this time. Those were my immediate sentiments as well. Indeed, in my response to the Honorable Minister on Monday afternoon, I registered my absolute bewilderment by this development. I went on to indicate that this matter was troubling on several fronts and that it needed to be explained as a matter of urgency. I should pause here to point out 
that the management of sensitive matters of governance requires what is commonly referred to as due process. You can't just read something on social media or hear something in passing and rush to judgment or action. There are several established norms of practice and behavior that are required in the execution of one's duty as prime minister of a country. While opposition forces can and do enjoy and exploit the luxury of hearing today and rushing to press tomorrow, the conduct of a mature, responsible government requires that certain protocols and processes be followed and honored, not in the breach. In this regard, on Monday, when this matter was formally brought to my attention, I immediately gave instructions for Dominica's ambassador to the United Nations to be summoned to an urgent in-person meeting in my office yesterday, Thursday, the 17th day of March, 2022. This was the earliest practical time as the first available direct flight from the United States would have been on Wednesday afternoon. So the meeting was convened and I invited not only the relevant public officers, but also four senior government ministers and senior legal counsel to the government, not only to sit in on the meeting, but more so to participate fully. For little short of two hours, we examined the circumstance that would have led to the signing of a document constituting an agreement for the establishment of diplomatic relations with Syria. I should point out here that no existing laws were broken. There was nothing unlawful about the act of the ambassador. As set out in the minister's note to me on Monday, March 14, the process of establishing diplomatic relations can either be initiated by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, International Business and Diaspora Relations on the instructions of cabinet or by a foreign government writing officially to express interest in establishing relations with the government of Dominica. Where the initiation is that of capital, meaning the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, it is accepted that the relevant due diligence has been done and economic and historical prof profiles reviewed, which would form the basis of the cabinet paper that results in directives to establish relations. Alternatively, where the foreign government is the initiator, this is usually done through either one of Dominica's mission or embassy, given the jurisdiction. The request in turn is forwarded to capital with a brief attached, giving details of the country and a diplomatic opinion to the Minister of Foreign Affairs from the relevant mission embassy. Once the submission is reviewed by the minister, a cabinet paper is prepared for consideration. As it relates to the recent establishment of diplomatic relations with the Arab Republic of Syria, the Minister of Foreign Affairs reported to me on Monday that he was aware that in March 2021, the government of Syria, through its embassy in Cuba, wrote the Minister of Foreign Affairs confirming interest in establishing diplomatic relations with Dominica. For the record, neither the minister nor the Minister of Foreign Affairs at Roseau gave instruction or did they express interest in or desire to pursue the establishment of relations with Syria at this or any foreseeable time. We all have watched in horror 
and observed social, political, and indeed heinous developments in Syria. Syria. Such a decision would therefore not have been taken without due consideration. It was therefore quite surprising when we learned of the signing of the relevant documents by the ambassador. And it was for this reason that I gave clear instruction for the ambassador to be summoned to a meeting in my office yesterday, Thursday. At that meeting, the ambassador was permitted to explain her reasoning and actions. She was cross-examined by public officers, senior ministers, and senior counsel. At the end of the session, it was apparent and indeed evident that there was a clear lapse of judgment on the part of the ambassador to have proceeded with the signing of such documents without consultation or instruction from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and, and ultimately the Cabinet of Ministers. I expressed my outrage at this development and indeed the outrage of several Dominicans living at home and abroad. This is not the time or place for me to comment on recent and indeed current civil and socio-political developments in Syria. But suffice to say that the government that I have the honor to lead was and still is not in support of establishing or pursuing relations with Syria under the current circumstances. Accordingly, following the meeting of yesterday's date, I have instructed that the appropriate communication be dispatched from Roseau to Syria, setting out clearly the policy and position of this government and that provisions of the document as signed be considered suspended indefinitely. I have also since, since met and spoken with Ambassador Lauren Banis Roberts and in light of her own admitted lapse of judgment in this particular matter, Ambassador Roberts has formally tendered her resignation from the post of resident ambassador and I have accepted that resignation. The resignation takes effect May 31st, but the outgoing ambassador shall proceed on leave from all duties effective today, Friday, March 18. In due course, as Prime Minister, I shall announce the name of Dominica's new permanent representative to the United Nations. I take this opportunity also to address the concerns of many at home and abroad who would have been impacted in some way or the other by the news of this most recent development. We are all aware of the deteriorating circumstances in Syria, and I know that it is painful and it is heart-wrenching to see the impact of the current practices and policies of the administration there. I do hereby apologize to all adversely impacted by said developments, especially where such discomfort would have been aggravated by the action of our serving head of mission in New York. Such actions did not reflect the policy, thinking, or attitude of the government and people of Dominica to the atrocities that are taking place in that country. We stand shoulder to shoulder with the majority of member states of the United Nations in condemning civil, social, economic, and political developments in Syria. Here in Dominica, it is unfortunate that, as usual, some of us saw the need to carry this slip up to unimaginable levels of raw partisan politics. I am still at loss to understand how this clear lapse in judgment could have been associated in any way to the management of our citizenship by investment program. Some persons appear so bent on undermining global confidence in and ultimately the destruction of our CBI program 
that they will seize every opportunity to bring it into global disrepute. I again warn this country that especially as we are still in the throes of a life-altering pandemic, that we do ourselves a serious disservice by constantly chopping at the limb on which we stand. Several other sectors of the economy of Dominica are slowly re-emerging, but they are not there yet. The CBI program is playing a very, very major role in our societal survival. Let no one be in doubt about this. If we continue to beat up on the one reliable sector that has sustained us through them, but they are not there yet. The CBI program is playing a very, very major role in our societal survival. Let no one be in doubt about this. If we continue to beat up on the one reliable sector that has sustained us through the worst natural disasters and also through global developments such as the COVID-19 pandemic, then I warn this country again that the ill will wind we sow against CBI can and will one day become a whirlwind of adversity that will negatively impact the lives of the most vulnerable in our midst. The matter of the establishment of relations with Syria was a lapse of judgment on the part of an individual, and it has now been dealt with in a manner universally followed and accepted. The concerns we all must have now is a growing impact of these persistent attempts to undermine and weaken the integrity of the single largest money earner in our country. It will be a tragedy if one day the impact of these constant unwarranted attacks result in the strangulation and cessation of an initiative that has done so much to impact and improve the lives and livelihoods of so many in our country. I appeal once again for reason and good judgment. I appeal also for those who apparently long to see the collapse of the CBI to ponder for a moment the source of the magic wand that would overnight replace this initiative and guarantee Dominicans an affordable existence, particularly as it strives with the rest of the world to emerge from the ravages of the COVID-19 pandemic and ongoing global events, not least of which is the escalating war over the future of Ukraine. This is a time for us all to put the interests of Dominica first and foremost in our thoughts, words, and actions. I thank you. Dominica, I'm sure you remember this letter that many described through the former ambassador under the bus. Now, Before I say no more, and after these two questions, I will remain mute, at least for a week or two. Gonna ask the questions. To the Prime Minister and the Government of Dominica. Mr. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt, did you 
or any other minister in your cabinet receive a letter of complaint from the former UN ambassador. I repeat the first question again. Mr. Prime Minister, did you or other ministers in your cabinet receive a letter of complaint from the former UN ambassador? And if you did, Prime Minister, did the ambassador make demands of you or the people of your government? The people need to know. I'm going to leave it now with these two very simple questions. You will hear a lot more. Dominique, we're back, we're back. I know a lot of people I know even asking me questions, but why do you like to do this? They say you don't uh, see everything you know, huh? Ask the questions if they find it necessary, they will respond. But you will, all I can tell you, will remember that I asked these two questions today on the telephone. Hello, talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Hey, my brother, how you doing, you know, bro? My first call drop. Mm -hmm. my, my, I'm all right, man. I hope that one don't drop. But you know what? I anticipate what you got coming. You're leaving me in suspense now. But I'm going to let you know right now, straight up, nothing that you're going to tell me about this gentleman and this kind of set of crooks will be surprising because these guys are very good at these things. And they keep falling over them foot groups stepping over their own foot and falling on their faces, and the people keep swallowing them lies and drinking that dirty water. Not me, Matt. I'm not surprised at nothing that you're going to tell me, but I wish the news. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for understanding 449 <laughs> 439095967. Again, for emphasis sake, I want to repeat the questions. Mr. Prime Minister, did you or other ministers in your cabinet receive a letter of complaint 
from the former UN ambassador. And if you did, sir, did the ambassador make demands of you or the people of the government of Dominica? Just stay tuned to the hot set. There is more to come. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. I come this year to deliver flowers. Royal homegrown the best for the upright and honest. Citizens who uphold their moral ground. Q95, the big station, presents Kudos to Our Heroes. Our 12th Dominican national hero is distinguished educator and possibly the longest-serving principal of the iconic Convent High School, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. We recognize, appreciate, and award Mrs. Levy on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Q95, the big station. For her valuable transformational lifelong social, political, and legal accomplishments, her pioneering works, and meaningful lifetime achievements as a phenomenal humanitarian who taught and inspired generations of Dominicans at home and abroad in numerous ways, but especially the youth. For her caring character and humility, and for her extensive knowledge and expertise in education, among many other traits, a lady of great honor. She will always, without any doubt, be remembered as having encouraged her many students to strive to be the best that they can be, to reach out to excellence, and to be the best at whatever they set out to do in their lifelong journeys after their secondary education. Many of them have reached the highest levels of accomplishment and are at the pinnacle of their various careers. Kudos to Mrs. Levy, her wonderful husband Alfred, her distinguished children, and the rest of the family. Mrs. Levy is indeed a true Dominican hero for instilling a positive mental attitude that elevated the content of the social, educational, and literary dialogue on matters of human well-being and for being a great Dominican who demonstrated that any ordinary person can do extraordinary things in whatever they set their minds to do. Q95 listeners at home, in the region, and worldwide. Tune in on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Join us in recognizing, appreciating, awarding, and extending kudos to our 12th Dominican national hero, learned educationist and humanitarian, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. If you would like to make a personal contribution to our phenomenal heroes or to kudos to our heroes committee, take it to the Q95 radio office on Hanover Street in Roseau or go to the Q95 website at www.q95da.com and make your donation. Call us at 767-448-5822 or at 305-906-4216 or talk to one of our representatives. Let us all together say a huge thank you to Mrs. Dorothy Levy and to all our Dominican heroes from the Q family at home and abroad only on Q95. The big station. Once in all, all the flowers are done. Whoa, whoa, flowers, 
for the law and rights and against crime in the land. And whereas, whereas, you dispense justice, but you got All right, Dominique, I think uh, they saw the telephone going here. Have you heard any statements since that announcement from the Prime Minister? I heard that, uh, you know, during the, the statement, he did say that he would announce a new ambassador. Have we seen anything? Have we heard anything? go back again to the archives this time not about uh, the question asked <laughs> they say facts are stubborn things huh let's go back to the archives again Let's go back to the statement here. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's go. Remember this. You remember this uh, statement there from uh, Mr. <laughs> uh, Speaker of the House. <laughs> we should not. And I'm talking now to the United Workers Party supporters and people who are undecided and and are saying that boy, you think I should even vote if they are corrupting the whole electoral process? I'm telling those people do not lose hope. The United Workers Party itself would have to look within. And there are certain things we need to improve on as a party. But That's honest. Yes, um, but the Labour Party itself need to ask themselves a question. I was in a church service earlier, OECS church service earlier, and I met some members of cabinet. And it, it, part of the sermon was where in the Bible they were saying, you need to ask yourself, am I doing things correctly? Am I doing things honestly? Am I doing things to leave a legacy? In other words, what is the Labour Party legacy now? The Labour Party's legacy is, I would say, is, I would say, political dishonesty in terms of where they have their strength, where they are savvy, is in political dishonesty. I would give them high marks for that. But don't you think you have to, um, with that said by you, that if a general election is called, say, the next two, three years, they might apply the same remedy well, again, and leave you out in the cold. Well, again, that is a decision, for example, our party have to make. Our leader already have already said his position on it. There are some members that would say, well, you know, there are some members, it cut off. No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. There, there are some members who would say that the better approach would be, hey, do what you have to do to win. And that's a Machiavellian type of approach. A Jesus Christ approach. All right, we're coming back. We're coming back. Don't worry. We're coming back. We're coming back to uh, Mr. Speaker. 
am I going to take the Jesus Christ approach and decide what is right is right, what is wrong is wrong, and even my conscience, do I want to get involved with a core practice that actually going to bring my country down like in a Venezuela situation? In a Venezuela situation, millions were being passed on in social programs to people, but that was not sustainable. And after two years of Chavez not being there, you see with a less popular leader, the economic reality come and crash Venezuela. Dominica is in a situation similar to that. You think so? Yes, because in Dominica right now, it is really about our passport sales is almost the same level as our VAT revenue now. So, so it is showing that in terms of... Re repeat that. I guess I missed that point. Our passport sales in terms of the revenue from passports is right now... On, on par or almost higher than the VAT revenue right now. So that there, we have to ask ourselves, these two aspects, the VAT and the passport still, are not really productive sector initiatives. So these, these are signals of where you are heading in terms of the economy. No, nothing is wrong in the passport. But what are the businessmen telling you? What, what? All right, Dominica, this is your current Speaker of the House. They say facts are stubborn things. I'm back and I'll remind I will remind them. Dominica, the numbers are 449-3095-9697. Let's go back there. I'm back on your radio. Hello, talk to me, yes? Hey, Matt. Good day. <laughs> How are you doing, my I, I I just joined you again. When you were playing earlier at Cotto, so when I came back, I was playing. All right. That clip in there. <laughs> Matt, um, what I'm hearing there, I mean, I heard it before, but I'm saying how you're saying facts are stubborn things. But as a people, we need to understand where we're at. And we have to act, you know, because um, when I watch what's happening in Dominica, I always say it's, everything is about the people. If the people who are an active people, an active citizenry, dealing with issues, Charles Savage would not have been the president coming from a Labour Party, the Labour Party camp. Joseph Isaac would not be. And as a matter of fact, just from, just from the act of crossing the floor, if the people were an active people, Joseph Isaac will not even survive crossing that floor. That is my opinion. That is how I see things. See, we True. don't take this thing serious. Mm -hmm. And you, we have to take this thing serious. Our vote is something serious. We have to take it serious. And, and imagine, Mervyn, just to make a reference, you know, the Prime Minister of England, the UK, resigned out, uh, over a party that he went to you that he did not announce. Exactly, I mean, come on. Exactly. I don't know. But, I don't but, understand. But, but not. I tell you, it's all about our people. We, we, we know these guys there, the whole, the demon that runs that whole structure, puts everything in place that serves him. Joseph Isaac is no different now serving the demon. But I'll tell you something, the people need to act. We need to see where we are at and do something about our situation. And we must come out in the thousands and do that. And once we come out, all this thing is extreme. This thing is gone, you know, once we come out. Because we that have to change our, our, pres our present predicament, our present situation, is not there, there. There are laws just for these guys and a separate law for us. 
You understand? We have been seeing it. We're talking about democracy, but we are, 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 we, a, are we a democratic country, really? We have it written on the books, but what we're seeing, police kicking up people and pulling people and brutalizing people and getting rewarded for it by the demon. This is what is happening. So we, we're not seeing, not opening our eyes and seeing exactly that is where we are. We're not heading there. For us to do something about it before it gets worse than what it is there, because it will get worse if we don't act. Only we can stop it. No law, no foreigner, no foreign entity, nobody is coming to save us. We have to save ourselves. Look at this. Point, point made, point made. Hello, talk to me. Yes. Hey, yes. Matt. Morning. My brother, how you doing? How you doing? Hanging in there, we. Eh? All right. Well. Matt Roosevelt carried himself is the one who who fanned the fire under this Lauren Bannis thing with you, right now. Mm-hmm. Because he had come out straight and tell us the truth. This thing wouldn't go. On, well, it would have to go, but it wouldn't. Scarlett is the one who tells he didn't know. He didn't know how he could not know that his ambassador signed diplomatic relation with Syria. He's the one who flamed. He's the one who flamed the fire. He's the one who, who, who fanned the fire and make it blaze more hot. Because he lied to us. He was the one. So why are you coming and talking? Why you, Robert, why? Did, did he say then that uh, he would announce a new ambassador? That's, that's a long time ago, like a couple months ago. We have heard nothing you know, about that. I can understand the man, right? He just a misfit in everything. Carried just lying to the nation and one lie to cover another. He falling flat on his face. Morning. Morning. Hello, talk to me, yes? I'm sorry. Hello, talk to me, yes? Hello, Martin. You hear me clearly? I'm hearing you very clearly, yeah? Okay, I'm just going to give some snippet in regards to your your um, your um theme, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay, the minister was not a party of the signing Redominica Syria or the Arab Republic of Syria and the Commonwealth of Dominica. Instruction was summoned on March 2022 to meet. No existing laws were broken. According to the PM, due diligence was done. Foreign minister was aware, but he was not a signatory. Lapse of judgment was done by who? Okay. LBR resigned as resident ambassador. Who is the 
who is the, the stead, who is in the stead of LBR? You know who is LBR now? You tell me. Okay. Alright. CBI is being brought into distribute. And if we continue to beat up the one reliable sector, monocrop industry again, okay. And in regards to your, your question, you said did the ambassador insisted that it's the people right to know? I think that was your latter question. Well, I think the people have just, not just now, but for the longest while, we have put a, a law on ourselves, you know. And it is under the act of the people right not to know. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. On the telephone, hello, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Morning, Matt. Morning to you, morning. Yes, Matt, I've said before, there's mm. a pot on fire. It is brought at any time. Mark my word, so be it. All right, Connor. I've said before, you know, I'll say again. It's like a ticking time bomb. Hello, talk to me, yeah? Good morning, good morning, my lover boy. Hey, Judy, how you doing, lover girl? How you doing? How I you doing? good, I good. Nobody doesn't disappear you. Not your copper, <laughs> not the money in the brown paper bag, not the rough ride that the pit bully overweight. None of them doesn't disappear you. You right there, you staying right there. Ask your questions, my boy, because we need to know <laughs> what's taking place. Thank you. Too thank much kiss from you. You had enough kiss from me. All right. Thank, love you. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dominica.
right, let's go back to the telephone at this time. Good, 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 good morning to you. Are you there? Yes? How are you doing? Okay, you? You, no. <laughs> you like you like a story, huh? <laughs> That's for Saturday morning, you know. But every now and then during the week, he's kicking in a little. So I say, you know what? I'm going to start calling him Veminos more than any other thing. Uh-huh. Listen, you're a very smart man. Uh-huh. You throw something out there, but I guess you already have a little information. You just may be trying to test the waters of the intelligence of the people to see who can pick up a little sense to know what's flying in the air. But um, hmm, that's all I will say. If, if you're smart enough, if you're smart you enough, you'll pick up, huh? <laughs> you know what, um, friend? Mm-hmm, tell me. You know one thing I like about this administration? You have to have some dignity and stand for what you believe. And you know what I like about this administration? I will repeat that again. All the people who jump ship and cross over, they use them, and when they finish, they kick them to the curb like kakashi lapli, but I don't mean like a drizzle rain, you know, heavy shower of rain where you see all the poop, the dog poop scatter all about. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. We have a few more minutes here. Let's take a phone call. Hello, yes? Uh-huh. Mr. Pelke. How are you, brother? How are you? How are you? Man, I'm good, man. Mr. Pelke, you know, often, let, let, let me say, that's my perspective, right? Before anybody uh, think that I'm speaking against what people say. Mr. Pelke, the condition that we are in is a direct result of that last one you just played. The, the speaker, the fence jumper. Matt, did you hear the man lay out a, a similarity to, 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 to Venezuela? And if you are so concerned about your country that is going the way of Venezuela, your best option was to jump the fence and hasten the country to go down that drain. You're going down the same path because it tells me that you don't give a damn about your people or where the country goes. It's about your own self-interest. You see, a lot of people say these things, but when they say these things, they must point out instances, show the times when these guys do their thing, because if we hear you make a critic of them guys and the way you don't like them, you're jealous of this garbage. That is a perfect example. Why would I put my country that knowing where the country is heading. I've seen an example further south, I mean. You see? And what I'm saying is, a lot of times we say it's demonic. Yes, it might be demonic forces because there is good and bad, negative, positive. But, Matt, the majority of what we face in this country is a lack of good common sense of straight up stupidity and selfishness. And I'm out with that. All right, caller, thank you very much. We have a few more minutes. I want to repeat again, you know, the statements, uh, some of the statements made in the past by the speaker, the now speaker of the House. Let's go back to these statements. We should not, and I'm talking now to United Workers Party supporters and people who are undecided and, and are saying that, boy, you think I should even vote if they are corrupting the whole electoral process. I'm telling those people, do not lose hope. The United Workers Party itself would have to look within 
and there are certain things we need to improve on as a party but that's honest yes um but the labor party itself need to ask themselves a question whereas in a church service earlier we see a church service earlier and i met some members of cabinet and it in part of the sermon was where in the bible they were saying you need to ask yourself am i doing things correctly am i doing things honestly am i doing things to leave a legacy in other words what is the labor party legacy now the labor party's legacy is i would say is i would say political dishonesty in terms of where they have their strength where they are savvy is in political dishonesty i would give them high marks for that but don't you think you have to um with that said by you that if a general election is called, say, the next two, three years, they might apply the same remedy well, again, and leave you out in the cold. Well, again, that is a decision, for example, our party have to make. Our leader already have already said his position on it. There are some members that would say, well, you know... Oh, boy. It cut off. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are some members who would say that the better approach would be, hey, do what you have to do to win. And that's a Machiavellian type of approach. A Jesus Christ approach. Political dishonesty. And you've joined the bandwagon. Big appeal at this time. That somebody out there could donate or do something for the grotto home. Needing a washing machine at this time. The workers are washing the residents' clothes with their hands. Lord, send a savior for the grotto home, please, Father. That's a request there from one of uh, the employees. Uh, let's help out the elderly there. A call for a washing machine for the residents of the grotto. 